welcome to The Politocrat. I'm Omar Moore. It is Tuesday, February the 27th, 2024. On this edition of The Politocrat. The hypocrisy in the media around President Biden, age, and the orange traitor. I'll be talking about what that is and comparing and contrasting. All of that and more coming up next. Talk to Putin a lot. I got along with him well, although he did announce the other day that he'd much rather see Biden as president. And I agree with him. It never said Trump's a great speaker. Never said. I've never heard it. I don't like mosquitoes. Your climb. Your climb. They call it climate. I don't mind being Nelson Mandela. They want to debank you, and we're going to debank transactions. I know paper. I know cans. An anomalous, really an anomalous country, and you do applicable. I took a cognitive test. We're funding Hezbollah. And homeless. You have a better chance of being struck by lightning than hitting a whale. We can't do anything. It would be nice to have an intelligent person be president. We would be in World War II. What? What is... Well, you just heard that string of clips from, yes, the Orange Traitor. And these are clips that were all released in the last few weeks. I mean, these are actual clips that happened and occurred of events that occurred with the orange traitor over the last few days and weeks. And they aren't getting any exposure at all, very little, in the corporate news media in the United States. I want to thank the Lincoln Project. And I also want to thank the Congressman out of California, Eric Swalwell, for posting these clips on their social media accounts. If you don't happen to have social media, you won't, in all likelihood, have seen these clips or heard about them. Both of those clips were taken from X, the Twitter, of course, the Twitter social media platform, and both of those were posted in the last 24 hours. Eric Swalwell's account online on X and his address there is Eric Swalwell, E-R-I-C-S-W-A-L-W-E-L-L. And the clips you heard after that from the Lincoln Project, and you can find them also on X at Project Lincoln. That's Project Lincoln, L-I-N-C-O-L-N. And if you don't have X and you, you know, don't follow those two accounts or at least don't have any knowledge of those accounts, you'd never know that these video clips, audio clips were even out there about this guy. Clearly unfit to be anywhere near the White House, should never have been there the first time, should never have been elected. And we all know he shouldn't even have been running. 
And the reason why the corporate news media, dear listener, and thank you very much indeed for being here. Welcome to this brand new edition of the Politocrat Daily Podcast. It is Tuesday, February the 27th, 2024. Great to have you aboard here on what I hope is going to be and is a good day for you so far. I hope it is. I am just simply saying the corporate news media is not playing these clips. Now, MSNBC last month, about a month ago now, did play a clip. And I have played it here, and I will play it again uh, a little bit later on. Uh, You know, clearly, clearly you will be able to hear that this guy is not mentally fit. This guy is absolutely got cognitive problems. And this guy should be nowhere near a primary or general election. And that's not even mentioning all the other things about him that disqualify him from running again for the White House. And meanwhile, you've got a United States Supreme Court, dear listener, that is actually pondering whether or not to keep him on the ballot in Colorado. That's absolutely insane. But again, not shocking. Not surprising from the right wing on the United States Supreme Court. I do not understand why people in the United States are not understanding that this guy is not fit. Now, I'm not talking about the people who are supporting him. There are some people who are actually behaving as if this guy should even be running. There's the cult. Cult 45, that is always going to be the case. That there is no way that people in the media should continue to actually cover someone who is responsible for the events of January 6, 2021, the terrorist attack on the government and on the country. Someone who has clearly, clearly committed crimes adjudicated to be a sexual assaulter, as someone that owes the state of New York nearly half a billion dollars, someone who owes E. Jean Carroll almost $90 million, someone who has got a trial coming up in the next three and a half weeks on hush money payments, to Stormy Daniels, someone who has at least three other cases pending and someone who clearly is not in any shape to be in the White House, someone who clearly has destroyed the fabric of a lot of government and has continued to lie and cheat and steal. And the reason why the media isn't doing anything about this is because they want the horse race and they want the advertising dollars. That is what this is about. Remember Les Moonves' infamous words, his infamous words back in 2016. In fact, it was seven years ago, or I should say eight years ago to the very day, I think, that Les Moonves said what he said here in San Francisco about It may not be good for America, but it's damn good for CBS. And those words are going to be immortalized 
for better or for worse. And this guy, Les Moonves, has turned out to be someone who's been accused of all kinds of sexual assaults. So it kind of tells you that birds of a feather flock together. That's what it also tells you. I think what we have here, dear listener, is a very deliberate campaign to act as if everything is okay with an orange traitor and that everything is okay with with that orange traitor running for political office in the country whose government he wanted to overthrow, he tried to overthrow just over three years ago and act as if that is all normal and all accurate and all fine and hunky-dory. Well, it is not. And we have to make that statement very clear in November of this year. mentioned some classified materials, some uh, documents recently leaked, some classified documents. And this isn't a gotcha show, but I do want to ask about it, that says you are currently 81 years old. Who the hell told you that? Yeah. (laughs) That's classified. That's classified. All jokes aside, according to recent polling, this is a real concern for American voters. How do you address that concern going forward as you come up to the 2024 election? Well, a couple things. Number one, you got to take a look at the other guy. He's about as old as I am, but he can't even remember his wife's name. Yeah. And, uh, number one. Number two, <laughs> it's about how old your ideas are. Look, I mean, this is a guy who wants to take us back. He wants to take us back on Roe v. Wade. He wants to take us back on a whole range of issues that are 50, 60 years. They've been solid American p- positions. And, um, and I really mean this sincerely. The, uh, I think it's about, about the future and everything, every single thing we've done. I think we've got some good things done. Everything, and we, they told us we couldn't get them done because things were so divided. And, uh, but I think everything, everything we've gotten done, he's just friendly stated he wants to do away with if he gets elected. And I really think his views on where to take America are older than, anyway, I don't want to get caught <laughs> That was President Joe Biden early this morning on Late Night with Seth Meyers. That was on NBC. And if you were up at 12.30 this morning in your time zone, and look, I wasn't, but that was a clip from that broadcast earlier this morning, you would have seen a very spry and sharp President Biden. And look, when you do get into your 80s, you slow down. You're obviously your cognitive abilities slow down. Our cognitive abilities slow down as we age. It happens. It happens. But I think that all of this nonsense around President Biden's age is really ridiculous. It's obviously ageist and it's really foolish. As you heard President Biden there say, his predecessor, the orange traitor, is only about three or four years younger. He's as old, almost as old as President Biden is. President Biden is 81, as you heard. And the piece of garbage is 77 years old. And he looks and sounds a whole lot worse than Biden does. But you see, we get into a trap, dear listener, when we are talking about someone's age or how many times they 
slipped up on a pair of stairs or a flight of stairs or something. Not a pair of stairs, listen to me. We're getting involved in the game that the media wants us to play. And when we start to focus on that, and granted, look, I've just fallen into the trap. I've played you a whole lot of clips of an incoherent, babbling toddler who's an orange traitor. But the point of me doing that is to illustrate the hypocrisy of the corporate news media. Because President Biden was a good sport this morning. He joked around with Seth Meyers and everyone was taking pot shots and having fun with it. But the reality is, is what President Biden said later on in that clip. The Biden-Harris administration has accomplished a heck of a lot so far in just three years. In just three years. In fact, I'll read them out to you. And this is straight off the WhiteHouse.gov website. The strongest years of job growth in history, the last two. It's 15 million jobs created almost. More than 40 million student, uh, uh, um, 40 million borrowers are going to benefit from student debt relief. Over $138 billion worth of student debt relief, I might add. They've taken over 100 actions to lower household energy costs by at least $100 per year. They'll help bring down gas prices by more than $1.60 from their peak in 2022 during the summer of that year. Signed the most important significant gun violence prevention legislation in nearly 30 years. There's been over 750,000 new manufacturing jobs in this country. There is the lowest unemployment rate in over 50 years, 3.5% for the nation, a record low almost for Latinos in that unemployment rate, and almost a record low for African Americans in the unemployment rate, a record low unemployment rate for people with disabilities, $15 minimum wage for federal workers and contractors, more than, I mean, listen, millions of Americans are saving at least $800 a year on health insurance coverage. Nearly 80% of American adults have been fully vaccinated against COVID. I mean, infrastructure investment with the Infrastructure Act, the CHIPS Act, more than 16 million households are receiving lower cost or free high-speed internet through the Affordable Connectivity Program. This is just a fraction of what this administration has done in three years. A fraction. Not to mention... $35 a month for prescription drugs, specifically insulin, for older adults. That used to cost over $720 a month for prescription drugs, insulin specifically. The value of Pell Grants increasing by more than $900. I mean, these are actual accomplishments And it doesn't matter if President Biden is 101, 81, 41, or 61. These things are things that got done under the Biden-Harris administration in its first three years. In fact, these are things that have got done by a Biden-Harris administration. And there's so many more things I haven't even read to you that they've got done. And that should be our focus. That should specifically be the corporate news media's focus in this country. But dear listener, surprise, surprise, it is not their focus. Issues have never really been the focus of the corporate news media. 
It has always been, for the vast majority of the last 40 years at least, the sensationalism, what someone says, what someone does, rather than the issues that affect you and I and millions of other people living in the United States of America. And social media has also accelerated that. 24-hour cable news has also accelerated that. And also, of course, the deregulation of media has also accelerated this fanatical look at a soundbite. What someone says, what someone does, what someone doesn't do, rather than the bread and butter issues that affect you every day. This narrative, again, as I said recently, this narrative about people are not going to vote for Biden because of one very important issue in Gaza. Again, that is the thing that's being pumped over and over and over to you, dear listener, rather than all of these accomplishments that I've just read out to you. None of that is being pumped to you. And then you get people telling you, well, he hasn't done anything for me. Well, what's he done? What's Vice President Harris done? She doesn't do anything. And if you go to whitehouse.gov, you will see that she does a lot of things. If you go on social media to Vice President Harris's social media account, VP Harris, you will see that she does a hell of a lot of things and has been all over the world, has been all over the country with the Reproductive Freedom Tour and all the rest of it, HBCU Tour. She's been doing all kinds of things. She had a meeting in Guatemala last uh, two years ago or maybe three years ago, and talked about immigration. She dealt with that. She's met with world leaders all over the place. She's doing concrete things. She's speaking at campuses. She's speaking in churches. She's been all over the world over the last three years. How do you mean she's not done anything? She doesn't do anything. She's actually been the most active vice president I can remember in the United States. The, the, The last one didn't do anything. No one was talking about him. No one was attacking him, the white male. If you don't remember who he is, you won't be surprised. I won't be surprised. His name was Mike Pence. This is the guy that, when he was the governor of Indiana, was talking about requiring women, requiring women to disclose their menstrual cycles. And so much so that there was an organization called Periods for Pence, And they demonstrated in front of the state capitol in Indiana and elsewhere. That's that vice president who didn't get attacked for anything. Certainly not for that. In fact, the only thing he got attacked for was January 6th when you had that cult of terrorists talking about hang Mike Pence. That's about as close to anything that he ever got to an attack This is just absolutely insane. And we have to stop the madness, dear listener. And the only way that we stop the madness of the corporate news media and all of this lies and disinformation and misinformation that's being pumped through to you by Republicans, in my view, by the Russians, in my view, and by other places, in my view, with paid folk, paid black folk in particular, acting a fool, is to get in the voting booth this November and drive this madness out of our country. That's how it has to be done. You're going to see so many things, AI, all this other stuff, deep fakes, 
people pretending to be President Biden, saying don't vote, all of this sick stuff. And we have to start talking about what our voting strategy is going to be, not responding to these freaks with the lies and the disinformation. I mean, at one point you have to respond to it and call it out, yes. But our emphasis has got to be on the things I just read out to you about five minutes ago. When someone tells you that President Biden didn't do anything, hasn't done anything, I want you to read these accomplishments off. You can really, if you really want to know where these are on the website, you can do one of two things. You can go to whitehouse.gov, that's whitehouse.gov, and on the top right-hand side of the homepage, click on the word, the record. You can do that. Or you can type up in your search bar, results for the American people, and just look at those results. I mean, there's so much. In fact, if you go to whitehouse.gov and click on the record at the top right-hand corner, oh my goodness, there's so many accomplishments that have been listed. And then you can scroll down and you will also see results for the American people. There's so many things. He's issued an executive orders protect, protecting reproductive rights on the federal level. He has, has, of course, absolved people from convictions on marijuana use. He's provided all this debt relief I just talked about, criminal justice reform efforts, all kinds of things, aggressive climate agenda that he's doing. I mean, he got, obviously got you the first black female Supreme Court justice. He got you the first black female vice president. He's got, you, he's got more people working than at any point in American history. Oh, my goodness me. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is just absolutely nuts. People are focusing on, oh, well, he's 81 years old. This president has done more for this country than any president since LBJ. It's not even close. And yet the corporate news media's focus is on he's old. He's too old. Should he not run? Shouldn't the Democrats just consider going elsewhere? The Democrats should just focus on getting someone else to run. Think about this, dear listener. All of this nonsense talk in the corporate news media in this country about should the Democrats have Biden step down and get someone else to run? Is absolute nonsense. It is absolute nonsense. And at the same time, the same corporate news media isn't saying, shouldn't Republicans tell a 91 count indicted orange traitor to end his bid for the White House? Why isn't that the question being floated in the corporate news media in the United States? Why isn't that question about the orange traitor's mental fitness being floated in the media now? Now, there were times over the last few years where you would hear that going on, but it's not aggressively pointed out. It's just not. It's just not, dear listener. And what I am seeing here what I am seeing here, dear listener, is cowardice, cowardice and complicity. That's what I'm seeing. And what I want to see is a media that actually does the right thing instead of doing the lazy thing 
And the lazy thing, the lazy thing is to focus on bullcrap. Trust me, I guarantee you the average family of four inside the United States of America is not focusing on President Biden's age. They are focusing on the costs of their everyday expenses. You know what? That's one of the top accomplishments of the Biden-Harris administration. The lowering of costs of everyday expenses for families. $800 annual savings on health insurance premiums for over 13 million Americans. $500 in annual savings for Americans through clean energy tax credit programs. $2,000 annual caps on out-of-pocket prescription drug costs for seniors. Come on now. That is what the average family inside the United States of America is worrying about. Not about how old President Biden is. This is the Inflation Reduction Act. Nobody can remember all these acts, but people will remember what benefits that they've had from some of the things that this administration has done so far. And it's about time that people get wise and stop playing with the foolishness and stop repeating Russian, Republican, fascist talking points and lies on social media and get real and start to look at the facts. Stop looking at Fox News and start looking at actual facts. Stop looking at Fox News and actually look at what this administration has done. This administration has been groundbreaking in a number of ways. And as I said, no president in the last 60 years has done as much as this one has. Except for LBJ. And that was 60 years ago, folks. 60 years ago. President Biden in three years has done more than the last three Republican presidents combined. Combined. President Biden has done more in three years than Obama's done in eight. President Biden has genuflected to black folk and has centered black folk in his administration much more and has done more for black folk in the last three years than President Biden ever did, excuse me, than President Obama ever did in eight years. There is no question about that. He's hired more black judges than Obama ever did, certainly more than this orange traitor ever did. This orange traitor didn't hire maybe but one. I, I don't understand some of these people out here, but they are paid, some of them are paid trolls, just like they were in 2016. Paid trolls. And some of them are black folk. Some of them are so-called rappers, as if we should be looking to rappers for any enlightenment, as if somehow this world thinks that black folk are going to just take anything that a rapper who is black says and says seriously. Really? We're going to take that seriously? You really are insulting us. This president has been transformative in many areas. Many areas. And people should start to look at what he has done. 
not look at the number of wrinkles he has on his forehead. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are investing a record $7 billion into HBCUs. Billions for campus improvements, grants, and debt relief. Billions more for HBCUs, endless possibilities for us. I think that what the forces out there who are throwing billions of dollars of misinformation at you through social media and on various other platforms are depending on is your confusion and your frustration and you giving up. And I want to underscore those things. They want you to be confused. They want you to give up and they want you to be utterly frustrated so that you don't go and vote. The Associated Press, by the way, reported this morning, early this morning, actually late last night, that Israel is considering having a ceasefire for at least six weeks during Ramadan, provided that hostages are released uh, as via Hamas. And there will be other negotiations. That's the Associated Press from late last night. Now, this was according to President Biden as well. So I should make that clear. I should make that very clear. So we will see um, if those things come to pass or not. But the fact of the matter is, is that there was an Associated Press report last night that, according to President Biden, there could well be a ceasefire during Ramadan. Now, that ceasefire is not permanent. That's a six-week ceasefire if this is all up to snuff, but we will see if it is, and we will go from there. But again, this, this, all this stuff about people in Michigan, some people in Michigan, not willing to vote for President Biden, some of that may be very valid and true, and I'm not surprised that that might be the case. And I think a lot of this, though, is noise. It's a lot of noise at the moment, and it's all about distraction. There is a Michigan primary today, it is on the Republican side, as best I can tell. And uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, Nikki Haley still in uh, to try to disrupt here. Um, and it's very clear that this orange traitor is not fit for purpose. And white Americans need to stop voting for this garbage and needs to stop voting for racism. White American voters need to stop voting for anti-black racists because you cannot sit here and tell me that you are not a racist and that you are not an anti-black racist if you continue to vote for this orange traitor and garbage hat. White Americans continue to vote for racists and have done for many a decade. The vast majority of them continue to vote for racist people and for a party over the last 60 years that has been expressly racist and anti-black. There is no getting around that. No getting around it. I want you to listen, by the way, to what Keith Boykin has to say, a former staff member in a Democratic administration. I want you to hear Keith Boykin on this. 
Stop asking why more black people aren't voting for Joe Biden. We are not the problem. It's white America who elected Donald Trump, not us. All this focus on a minority of black voters not supporting Joe Biden pathologizes black people having differences of opinion while normalizing the majority of white voters who support a wannabe dictator. Instead of asking why Biden can't win more black votes, we should be asking why 57% of white voters supported Trump in 2016 and 58% in 2020. didn't vote for Obama in either of his elections but they voted for Trump twice. And now, after everything we know about Trump, the mishandling of COVID, the economic crisis under his watch, a $355 million civil fraud judgment, $83 million defamation judgment, 30,000 lies in office, 91 criminal charges, four indictments, two impeachments, multiple aides convicted, his own company convicted, an adjudication for sexual assault, tear-gassing peaceful protesters, and a failed coup attempt to overthrow the U.S. government in a violent insurrection majority of white people still plan to vote for him. What does that say about white America? Trump's defense secretary called him a threat to democracy. His chief of staff called him unhinged. His secretary of state called him a moron. His attorney general said he should be prosecuted. And his vice president said he should never be president again. This is not a democratic conspiracy. These are Republicans that Trump himself appointed. But white voters still support him. That's the problem the media should be focused on. No black person with Trump's record would ever be taken seriously for public office. They'd be in prison. Black voters are not the problem. Joe Biden won 87% of the black vote in 2020, just 2% points shy of Hillary Clinton's 89% in 2016. Let's say Biden drops another 2 points to 85% in 2024. It won't be because Trump is selling tacky overpriced sneakers. Yes, even a small drop in black support makes it harder for Biden to win. Why aren't we talking about the fact that white voters are the only racial or ethnic group that supports Trump? Asian Americans, Hispanic Americans, and black Americans all know better. It's not economic anxiety. It's white supremacy. Trump is a threat to democracy. And of course, I want every black person to vote and not be dissuaded by Republican voter suppression campaigns. But if Trump gets back in office and America descends into an apocalyptic, crystal fascist, white supremacist, authoritarian, proto-dictatorship, don't blame black voters. That's not on us. It is definitely not on us. Well said, Keith Boykin. And thank you for providing that audio and the audio from that video that you can actually watch on Keith Boykin's social media channels, on X in particular. That's where I saw it first. Keith Boykin, K-E-I-T-H-B as in Bravo, O-Y-K-I-N as in North. Keith Boykin and saying what needs to be said and putting out there what few people are going to say. White voters are the reason that we are in this mess. And the corporate news media is as well. But of course, the corporate media doesn't have 70 million votes. They only have one vote. But there are still so many white people in the United States who are very comfortable voting for a racist, an anti-black racist, a misogynist, an anti-LGBTQ person. Someone who hates Muslims, someone who hates Jewish people. I mean, there are still so many white people in the United States who are very comfortable going into a voting booth, no one around but themselves, closing the curtain and voting for the orange traitor. They are very comfortable with that. And the people who are white who continue to do this have to ask themselves why, if they care to ask themselves that is. The media needs to focus 
where the focus must be put. And it must be on this orange traitor's failure. As well as on President Biden's many successes. That is where the focus must be ultimately. What is President Biden doing to move this country forward? And the answer is a whole heck of a lot. Far more. Much more than what this orange traitor did in the four miserable and pathetic years that he was in the White House. Dear listener, please check your voter registration and tell your friends and family to do the same. And you can do that at vote.org. That's vote.org. Make sure you check your voter registration today and make sure you are registered to vote today. And make sure that you vote in the primaries today in whichever state it may happen to apply in. And when you vote, vote down your entire ballot. Make it democratic. Do the same in November, please. Follow yours truly on X at the popcorn R-E-E-L. And don't forget, of course, on numerous other social media platforms, the YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash at sign politocrat P-O-D, or I should say the politocrat P-O-D, on email, email the podcast, politocrat P-O-D at gmail.com. And of course, this podcast available on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, Google, Audible, Odyssey. I could go on but I won't. Thank you very much for listening to this edition of The Politocrat. I'm Omar Moore. We have become a drug-infested, crime-ridden nation which is incapable of solving even the smallest, smallest problem. We are an institute and a powerful death penalty. Ding, 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 ding. They've only got 17 seconds to figure this whole thing out, right? Boom. Okay. Missile launch. Pshing, boom. Obama dropped missiles and they ended up hitting a kindergarten. If that's the case, he's going to end up being indicted when he leaves office. Nikki Haley is in charge of security. We offered her 10,000 people, soldiers, National Guard, whatever they want. They turned it down. They were funding Hezbollah. And Thomas. When I came here, everyone thought Bush was going to win. They thought Bush because Bush supposedly was a military person. Great. You know what? He was a military. He got us into the uh, he got us into the Middle East with Obama. We won an election that everyone said couldn't be won. We would be in World War II very quickly if we're going to be relying on this man.